podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire Podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Westerer is Bestra by Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire. With me, thankfully, back from uh, from his, his week off, sending himself on a doctor's couch. Uh, it's Big M. How are we, Mart? Oh, I'm good, mate. I'm good. I'm just happy to be alive at the minute, you know, more than anything else. I, I recovered from the man flu. You know, obviously, no woman can understand the man flu. They're so lucky they don't, they don't catch it. But yeah, I'm alive. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, good. I, I feel a little bit sorry for everyone that had to listen to me last week. Just... um with just me, with with no break, <laughs> and it's really weird doing it on your own. It's really bizarre, and just kind of going, literally talking to yourself and staring at a screen and looking at yourself and going, "Well, this feels odd." But um, yeah, good, good that you're back. Good that you're feeling well. <laughs> and uh, were were you well enough to watch the rugby on the weekend, the Six Nations? Were you well enough for that? Well, I, I I caught bits and pieces. I I can't say I watched the full eighty. My concentration didn't go for that far, but I, I've seen majority of the match. And no, I I, I wasn't as uh, disappointed as I expected to be. You know, mm. I, I I turned that game on thinking, you know, I, losing by a ton wouldn't be you know too far out into the reaches. But no, in all fairness, that they put a good account to themselves. They actually got the ball moving around a bit, and it was. It was a it was a decent game all in. Yeah, it is. It, I can't understand why we left it to the final game to start passing the ball. It it it, it beggars belief. We'll we'll have a couple of games and we'll go. Ah, oh, this whole kicking thing, it's not weird. It's like a um a, the 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 black adder joke where you go. What are they what are they not going to expect? Let's surprise them by doing exactly the same thing as we've been doing all along and, and kick them the ball. And then we come up against France and we start passing it and, and we actually looked like we could score tries. It, 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 I can't see why it took us so long to work out that if we kick the ball back to the opposition, we can't score tries. It's, it's a fairly logical process. It's not difficult. They have the ball, they score. We have the ball, we score. It's... You know, it's it's really simple. It's analog. But... Ah, well, it's it's all over and done with now, and we can push that to one side for a couple of months, and we can we can focus on the important stuff. You know, we we, we don't care about the national team. They they can go away. Let's get back to I, I can't even say club <laughs> rugby now. No, it's it's regional yeah. rugby. Have to call it. Well, uh, yeah. I mean... We have got the women's Six Nations kicking off this week as well. So good luck to everybody. I, I'll be honest, I'm just getting up to speed on the women's Six Nations. Um, and it, I've, I've watched it in the past, but I've never watched it in the same way I watched like, the men. Um, in, in the sense of, it's like watching... Um, uh, it would be like watching the Dragons and Ospreys on Saturday. You're interested in the game. You want to you want to know what's happening and you've got a view on the game, but you're not fully committed to it. That's why I've been in the past where I've been watching um, Wales women play. Now, 
I'm feeling a lot more kind of connected to it for for this one. So I've got my fantasy team set up for this week. I've got I understand the players. I I understand who we've got playing where and all of that kind of stuff. So I'm starting to get there with it. So maybe we'll have a chat about that one next week. We'll we'll actually discuss some of the women's game next week, which would be nice. But um, yeah, well, hopefully they'll kick off with a bang. You know, uh, what was it? Finished third last season. Only England and France above them. So you know, facing Ireland in the first week. Mm. You no, know, fingers crossed. It'll be a a, a win. But you know, mm. uh, every single I think every single one of the Six Nations women's teams now are all professionally contracted. So, you know, the game has uh, gone up a level. I mean, I'm not quite at the stage of you. I don't know all the players. I don't know the ins and outs of where they're from. I mean, but I, I think that's part and parcel of the problem with not having a, not professional, but not an elite level of women's rugby in Wales. Yeah, and, and I think that's where I'm disconnected from it as well. You're not looking at it and going, um, oh, there's like four Scarlets or there's eight Scarlets or there's 10 Scarlets in that team. Do you know what I mean? You, you're looking at it and you're going, they're almost a team on their own, regardless of, of where the club comes from. So, um, but I think that'll that'll evolve. And um, yeah, hopefully we can start. I, when I have watched women's rugby in the past, like like when I said to, uh, when I was talking to Daryl about it and, and you know, it, it's, it is that evolution of it gets better and it gets better and it gets better and, and, and you are constantly looking for it. And, at some point, we will have a, you know, a Scarlet's women's team again, and and it'll it'll just feel a bit more connected. But so anyway, we'll have a chat about that next week. Let's 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 talk about the important business first. Let's talk about Scarlet's and Sharks on Saturday evening. Juicy. Hmm. <laughs> it's the only word I've got for it. You know, I'm. Exactly the same as the Munster game, you know, I, I'm bouncing for this one and um, I'm going to back the boys all the way. And I, you know, even at halftime against Munster, I, I didn't think the win was it was possible. I'm still going to back the boys all the way through. And I see no reason why we can't do it. I, I think, you know, especially now Johnny Williams is back. I know he's only played the, the one game, but the difference he made in that game, you know, especially attack wise was phenomenal. Yeah. And, you know, the Sharks, they they very much, this, these South African sides, I seem to feel are very much like the French sides. They are brilliant on their home soil, but they do not travel well at all, especially not this season. I've looked at the Sharks' record and they've only picked up three wins outside of South Africa. And it was a one-point win against the Dragons, three points in Edinburgh and five points against Zebra. So, you know, we should be doing this Sharks team over up here. Yeah, I think the bit, the difference between us and the Sharks going into this game is that we've had a couple of weeks off. And, and I think that's actually benefited us where we've had, before Munster, we went into Munster with a like a two-week break. So they had like a, an almost a, a two-week build-up to that game. And the same before, where there was a bit of a break, and then we had like a two-week build-up. Same with this one, we've had a, a bit of a longer build-up to to this game, and I think that's benefiting us in terms of keeping players fresher. In terms of yeah, injuries, you're seeing more players coming back from injury, um, and I think Sharks have had quite a a hefty um, 
couple of weeks with um, uh, local derbies, if you can call them local derbies and what have you, in South Africa. So, you know, they've had a bit of a battering over the last couple of weeks, some real physical games, whereas we're going into this quite fresh and quite funky. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah. I, I think the only negative in terms of the Sharks coming years, I think we are the last away league game of their season. Mm. So, you know, they might want to sign off, you know, the the, the whole travelling scene with a big performance. I, I'm hoping not. I mean, it, I'm, I'm go, if I go back to last season, I mean, OK, we, we did lose, you know, by a, by a bit of a margin in the end. But throughout the majority of that game, you know, we were in the ascendancy and we should have done them over. Yeah. So there's there's nothing to really fear from the shark side, especially on our own patch. And you know, like you said, we've had a couple of weeks build up. You know, I, I'd say we've had you know probably going back two of the Munster games. You can't really call the Saris run out no. much of a game. Like the majority of the squad would have been building towards the Sharks game since they they got back in from Limerick. Mm. You know, so it's they are going to be up and raring to go. No, the only two real negatives we've had to had come out is the fact that Foxy's done for the season. Yeah. And so uh, Johnny McNichol, okay, his injury's not quite as bad as we first anticipated, but it's unlikely he's going to feature again this season. But even saying that, you know, Foxy didn't play against Manchester. You know, Jay Mackey was only on the pitch for a handful of minutes. So realistically, we should have the same 15 going into this Sharks game, you know, fully loaded. Yeah. And like I say, I think it's quite a stable side now, to be honest. It's quite, you You could pretty much pick, uh, t- take a guess at the side that Dwayne Perth's going to announce and it'll, you'll be pretty close to where it'll be. There's not really many positions where you go, you, you're running an R in. Um, maybe scrum off for Blacker, Gareth Davis, you know, that, that would be one of the positions. Um, second rows, depending on where you play for feet, there's you're going to go play, you know, second row, back row, whatever. Um, you know, does Ke- I, I don't think the I don't think Ken Owens is going to come back into the side as he's going to have a week mm-hmm. off. No, um, uh, Peel said in his conference that Wynn Jones and Ken Owens won't be featuring this week. So, you know, we, we can count them out. You know, mm. you, you've got to give uh, fair dues to the boys. I, I, I know Wynn Win hasn't looked his best for Wales regardless, but, you know, he has played a fair bit of rugby and, and Ken has started every single game, you know. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and having a, a new Barbie in the last week <laughs> is not going to help him at all, is it? No, well, at least he'll get a bit of time to spend with the baby now, won't he? But, yeah, it's... Okay, there's not really... Um, I suppose Patchell and Halfpenny in the backs, you know, could come back in, but I'd stick with Costello and I'd put Yo and Nicholas uh, at full back. I think they've been doing okay in that that kind of setup. You know, I think Combier is back this week as well he, from his his illness. So, um, that's the only other real kind of change. But you know, say with Johnny Mack kind of dropping out. That he kind of slots it, so that's what I mean. It's not a difficult selection this week in my head. Is there anything? Yeah, that you can... I mean, it is like you said. It is, you know, is Fafita going to be blindside? Is he going to be lock? That is probably the major decision that has to come from this. 
and then is it's literally a toss up with who you put a full back. I mean, if Halfpenny is fit and ready to go, uh, I I think you've got to keep him in there just because of his defensive capabilities. Mm. Although if you do want to go all out attack, you could stick Tom Rogers in that fifteen shirt and have Steph Evans and Combi on the wings. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'd go with Steph Evans and Combi, but and and I I put Halfpenny or Nicholas at fullback. So uh, Tom Rogers against Munster was uh, he just he was trying too hard. He was just trying, and and I don't know if that is uncertainty around contracts or being you know out injured and coming back and trying to make an impact or whatever. But yeah, for me, it's I, I'd say it's half penny or Yohan Nicholas myself, and and Dwayne Peel likes Yohan Nicholas. You know he has he's said on record a couple of times that he likes the way he plays, he likes his his, his style or whatever. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him there. Yeah, I, I think, you know, throughout, like, Yohan has been, you know, within the Scarlet Senior setup since he was, like, 17 years old because, you know, that's when he started making his debuts in the friendlies. And I think the only coach that didn't like him was Glenn Delaney. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it just, you know, it, it baffles your mind a bit. You got you had, you had Pivak, who was playing him really young. You had more, well, see, I know he weren't here at the full season, but he was really using him. Mm. And then Delaney just fobs him off for whatever reason. And he, he's kind of come back into his own a little bit under Peel. And, you know, obviously, he's a, he's a great player. I, I don't think he's ever going to get to the level of international unless maybe he's still in, like, one of the Lions tours, you know, one of those squads. But, mm-hmm. you know, he... He, be, he can't be play anywhere from 10 to 15, and I think that's counted against him. Yeah, that versatility, and you're always, well, we'll have you with a, uh, we'll have you on the bench. Is that even against Munster, where he started at inside? No, he started at outside centre, didn't he? Um, and then Johnny Mack went injured straight away. And then he's like, all right, okay, you can fill in at full back. And then it, it, it was, yeah. It's it has kind of worked against him with that. And he must have been inside centre because Joe Roberts must yeah. have been outside centre. Yeah, and then um, Johnny Williams came on at inside centre, didn't he? Yeah, that was it. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a brilliant player to have, you know, just to cover all those positions. Hmm. But obviously for himself and really nailing down that one position, I mean, he started us with on the wing, like while he was playing with Lechley, he was always outside centre. You know, he started playing a bit of fullback for us not so long ago. Then he's been moved into centre. Is I really feel for the boy because he's got so much talent, and and you can see in him his the skill level that he offers mm. is really high. His physicality is not going to be near the likes of Johnny Williams just from his build, but you know he is very much a Regan King esque player where his skill will overpower any sort of over physicality. I, I I think you'll probably end up at fullback. I think, you know, with, with Halfpenny and Johnny Mack being end of career and, you know, are they gonna take the they're gonna take the Japanese yen, you know, that, that's that's the offer that's gonna be on the table for them. The chances of somebody coming in for you and Nicholas from abroad offering big money, I'd say is quite remote. And I think I'd say that works in the Scarlets' favour. I think him, uh, the battle between him and Tom Rogers at fullback will, will be a good one. I think it'll benefit both players. I think it'll benefit the club. So, you know, looking forward to it. Yeah. 
that's more or less it with uh, you know the internationals. I, I can't imagine Kieran Hardy, even though he's been with the Wales setup and whatnot, I can't imagine him pushing Blacker or Garth Davis for that first spot. I mean, yeah. maybe give him bench position, but I, I, I wouldn't imagine him starting. Uh, Patch will go straight onto the bench for me. Costello's our number one. Mm. It, it, it is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, the, the squad majority picks itself. It, it is literally that Fifita decision. And that, you know, that influences everything. It influences mm. who's your seven, who's your six. You know, whether, whether you play McLeod at seven and bad Fifita at six, or do you, you know, have McLeod and Dan Davis and Fifita in the second row? It's mm. obviously, it's a big, big balancing act. Yeah. For, for me, I, I'd go with, McLeod and Davis on the on the the flanks, um, and, and put Fafita and Lousy in the second. I just said they work so well together, um, and it, it's benefited. It also gives you um, that freedom where, where you've got two players on the park like McLeod and Dan Davis, two turnovers. You know, it, it gives you a lot more opportunity to kind of play into our game you know on that that counter attack and and moving the ball so yeah that's that's where i'd be going with it but um yeah who knows <laughs> what's what's going to bring it yeah so the one player that we know that won't be there is lazana so he's he's off he's heading down france with, to a second division side again and that's you know, Carl Maffoni's off to... I, I know, you know, French setup. there's a lot of money in France, and all, but to lose two players to um, a Division Two side in France, that's, that kind of says where we are at the minute, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really count Lozana as losing a player out there. Just because, you know, we, we have spoken when the news came out and we said, you know, he, he's not one of our top five back rowers. He's a great player and he he is really good to have in your squad. But he, he was never going to be pushing for the start in 23 and, and winning every single week, unfortunately. I mean, I, I love him as a player. I mean, I, the intensity he brings in his carrying is brilliant. But, you know, he's going out to the French second division. Um, Montauban. I, yeah, I think is the team he's gone to. I don't know what their deal is, whether or not they're pushing for promotion or not. But, you know, there's a lot of money in that league. And apparently, you know, the D2 is pretty much close to the Pro 14 in quality anyway. Mm. So I I don't see Lozana going to a, a second division French side as a big loss. I mean, Calamaphony, yes. But I, I think Calamaphony was more to do with a two-year deal rather than a one-year. So yeah. th- that's where I like to think, at least. Yeah, and I think all of the the uncertainty and somebody comes in, if somebody's coming to you and saying, look, next week I'll probably be able to tell you what we're going to do with your future, uh, and then you've got somebody else going, okay, I can tell you now and I'll pay you this amount now and we'll do, the, and we'll do it for two years, you know, um, with the best will in the world, most players would take it. You know, most players would go yes. Ike, he's really enjoyed his time down at the Scarlets. I think he, he, you can, you know, we've used him as a bit of a battering ram, and I think he's enjoyed that kind of style of game. 
uh, and other than his red cards, I think he's had a he, he's really enjoyed it, like you know. But yeah, so Lozana definitely won't be there. Are we expecting? How can I put this uh, diplomatically? Are we expecting to say goodbye? Are we expecting final farewells to anyone else that we're we're not aware of? I'm still not a hundred percent sure. I mean, I I know they're doing the you know uh, Baz Lewis award, and I think it's in the the Tanabank bar after the game for you know the most improved player, etc. And I know they want to present Callum Afoni with a special even gift. But as for you know the general goodbye to everyone, I don't think anything is set up, which mm. you know for me is is quite disappointing because I I know it's early in the season. Uh, early in the season, early in the the year, I should say. Yeah. Mm. Our last home game, but you know, we, I I would have hoped that all our levers would have been signed off by now. I know there's been other things tucked in, but you know, surely everyone who uh, we know is leaving, or at least the Scarlets know is leaving, should be brought out for their little ceremony and applause. Yeah, you would have thought. Oh, at the bay, it's difficult to do it after the brief game because. If you leave it to the brief game, you've got, um, you know, a lot depends on that game and the feeling after that game. If you win the feeling, if we win that game, then there's another home game after that to say goodbye, isn't it? If we lose that game, then there isn't another game and everybody feels a little bit crap and nobody feels like celebrating the season. So at least if it was this week there'd be a bit of a uh, a feel to it a bit of a thank you to a bit of gratitude to it was i think if you leave it till after the brief game there's too many other variables that were involved in it but you know that's yeah that's for us to say I, I, i'm 100% with you on that and although i've got full confidence that we're going to win that game against brief you know they they season is 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 almost completely over and they are going to end up in the second division if you know if, if things don't turn around for them. So I can't imagine them focusing much energy on this game. Mm. Uh, but you know there is always that opportunity that you know they could do it. Mm. And for as far as I know, I believe that the next the quarterfinal game is going to be on a Friday night as well. <laughs> so you know not the most opportune times to be you know doing a farewell ceremony, you know, at bloody seven o'clock at night on a Friday. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, we'll just have to see how it goes, won't we? We'll have to see how it goes. But, so we got, what we expecting from Sharks? We're expecting big heavy runners. We're, we're not, um, they've got a, a, a bit of a quick back three, but the back line is pretty much straight and direct. Um, there's nothing there that we're not expecting, I don't think. No, very traditional South Africans, you know, really big hit-up runners and fast back three, like you've said. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen much from the games to suggest that they're going to cause, you know, long-term, like, multi-phase problems Mm. other than through their forwards. So, realistically, game plan has got to be keep our defence solid, as it has been. Even against Munster, our defence was really good. It was just, you know, momentary brain farts. And we shipped six (laughs) tries. 
<laughs> yeah, but they, they let us down in that game. So I, I'm I'm very confident in our defence, and you know if, if we do go for the 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 two sevens in the back row, you know I I'd imagine we're going to be pilfering or at least slowing down a hell of a lot of ball. Mm. So I think the the difficult bit now is that we're, we're obviously looking there's a there's a slight opportunity there's a potential opportunity for the Welsh Shield because all four clubs are. Well, three of us are relatively close. I think Dragons have dropped off. But then you look at the running that Ospreys have got. So Ospreys are one point ahead of us, and they've got Dragons this week, which, I mean, Dragons beat them earlier in the year. And then mm-hmm. next week they got Edinburgh up in Edinburgh. Um, whereas next week we've got um, Glasgow up in Glasgow. I'd rather be playing Edinburgh than I would Glasgow, I'll be honest. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's... You um, know what? I'm the other way on that. I'm happier to be playing Glasgow just because they're more or less certain of their playoff spot. And, you know, they're probably going to be looking at, you know, keeping their players fresh for those knockout games where yeah. Edinburgh, they're, they're very much similar to where we are there's an outside chance of that top eight. So mm. they're really going to have, you know, all guns played in. I mean, I, I, I'm i not quite sure that, what points they're on, but I think Connacht are currently in eight as it stands. And I, I think Edinburgh do have, you know, the the capabilities of catching them. Mm. So I, I, I'm the opposite to you. I, I, draw, I am happier to be playing Glasgow than Edinburgh, but you know, even saying now we go into the last round of games, which is Judgment Day, and you know, you you never know what what's going to come out of the bag. I mean, we've seen some unbelievable results and just absolutely shocking, you know. And we can even turn to Cardiff, and yes, okay, they've got Zebra away this week, but that's not exactly an easy game anymore. And the run they've been on, yeah. Yeah, you know, I I don't think they've got many fit centers to start. Uh, you know, that's got to be a worry for them, obviously. And then I can't remember. I think they're away in Connacht then. Then they're away in Connacht. Yeah. So that's yeah. going to be a hell of a game as well. Connacht wanting that top eight spot. Yeah. You no, know, and yeah. and then it's that Judgment Day game. So you know, we're all pretty much going to end up on similar. I I can't see there being more than five points between you know the three of us come. You know, final whistle on Judgment Day. Yeah, it does add a little bit of extra spice to to Judgment Day. Um, I'm just going to look at the table now. So Cardiff are on 34 points in 10th. Ospreys are on 30 points in 13th. We're in 14th on 29 points, and Dragons are behind us on 19. So Dragons, yeah, are a bit too far away, but there's literally one game. You know, one bonus point win between us and Cardiff, you know. Um, yeah. And considering the start to the season that we had, uh, I think we're doing very well to still be where, where we are, like, you know. So, I, I think it's more, you know, embarrassing to the, this, the state of uh, the other Welsh regions that we could lose, what, seven of our first nine games and still be in with a shout to be in the top Welsh side. Yeah, 
you know, that's, yeah. that's that's my way of looking at it, unfortunately. But yeah, we have there is still that chance of picking up that nice shiny dish at the mm. end of the season, and and that is literally what it is. Yeah. Went to the Swansea <laughs> show in the in the summer, and they had it all presented, and it, it's it's a miniature triple crown. That is literally what it is. <laughs> from Tesco, <laughs> from, from the from the clearance aisle in Tesco, left over after Christmas, and it was like, there you go, we'll have one of them. It's um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting end to the season, and uh, and it does, it feels like a shorter season. I think I know it is finishing earlier, but it feels like a shorter season. It feels like we've reached the end a lot quicker than we normally do. Yeah, I I, I don't know why. Yes. Look, I, I know Europe has been shortened a little bit, but, you know, that's that's only, you know, a week, really, because they've put the extra knockout round in. Mm. So I, I'm i I'm struggling to see how we, we're finishing in April. I, I, I don't understand if they've worked it out that way. No, me neither. And, but it is, I, I definitely remember um 5th of may is um we've got a couple of my boys mates birthdays that are all around that time of the year first week of may and the the thing used to be going to watch you know the last home game up at the scarlets first week of may and now we're going to go and watch that in the last week of march it just seems <laughs> odd but there we go that's 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 life. So let me yeah. let me get a, a, a prediction out of you then, mate. What's uh, what's your prediction for the Sharks game? Ooh, now you're asking. You know, we 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 are firing on on more or less all cylinders in attack, and we're looking good in defence. Ooh, I'll go thirty-three twenty-one, Scarlets. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, I'm I'm thinking bonus point win. Uh, as well, I think I, I think we we've got nothing to we've got no reason not to throw the ball around. So I can see uh, a bonus point win. Um, I think it'll be closer. I think it'll be something like thirty twenty eight or something like that. But it'll be a bonus point win, and they might pick up a uh, a losing bonus point or something like that. But I'm not sure what the weather's going to be like on on Saturday because that's you know, let's. Uh, I do a few saw on on Twitter. Fafita put uh, a, a thing out saying, um, you know, ask me any question. So I asked him what what was the favourite thing, most favourite thing, and least favourite thing about Wales. So his most favourite thing is it's a new experience and it's all very exciting, and his least favourite thing is the weather. <laughs> well, to be fair, <laughs> you know. I've lived here 40, 45 years, mate, and uh, yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you on that one. So, um, weather for Saturday, oh, light rain, <laughs> as, as opposed to really bloody heavy rain, but it, it'll probably be heavy rain by Saturday, let's be honest, they'll probably get updated by then, but yeah, it's... Um, I don't. It's usually one of those things where you're sitting there and you're just looking at the rain coming down in the uh, in the floodlights and going, "Yeah, it's really, it's really hitting it now." We must be used to it by now. We have to be used to it by now. We have to be used to playing in weather like that. But well, know. yeah, Dwayne has especially taken them out to train in the conditions this season as well, which you know 
mm. by and large you should be doing if you live in a country where rain is uh, the most common piece of weather you have you should be out training in it because you are going to play in it it's yeah. as simple as that yeah it's, it's that saying in it if it's not raining that just means it's about to so you, you, those are the two states it's either raining or it's about to rain yeah but um hopefully it'll buck it down because the sharks don't like it when it's raining they they got taken apart by cardiff in the rain so yeah fingers crossed so that's okay. that's a really funny sentiment the sharks don't like water yeah <laughs> Yeah, the sharks are a bit iffy, but we'll um, we'll see how that one goes. Right. So before we move on to the community game, then right, and all the joy that is the community game, let's have a little talk about um, the 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 vote on Sunday. So for for those listeners that don't know, and I can't imagine there's there's not many. There's a special EGM on Sunday with, um, I believe there is only the one um, thing to vote on. You know, there's a statement by the WYU and then there's one motion to vote on. And that is to create a, uh, basically to change the structure of the board that runs a WYU that at the minute is entirely voted for by um, clubs, by member clubs including the chairman, including the, the CEO. They're all voted for by the club. So your local club, my local club, Pembroke, you know, our chairman of Pembroke Rugby Club could get voted on to be uh, running the WRU. And and as nice a guy as Daryl is, I, I think that's a bit of a stretch for him down here. Um, So the, 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 the proposal is to make the chairman... Um, uh, an independent person to make some of the people involved in the board have business acumen, business background, and how they recruit. Um, they, they won't be taken from clubs. There'll be external appointments and things like that. Um, and it's basically, you know, there are 282 voting clubs and they need 212 of them to vote for this amendment for it to become uh, 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 a, a thing, if you like, for it to be passed. So what's, what's your thoughts on it? How, how, how do you think we're going? Yeah, I, I mean, it's a whole lot of bureaucracy. Hmm. You know, I mean, there's, there's so many other ways that they could have gone around doing this. I think they've put massive pressure on all the community clubs to basically say, get behind this or that's it, we're done, which, you know, it's it's not entirely the case. Yes, it would be a massive hit on the WIO, but, you know, it wouldn't be the end. I mean, I, some of the clubs like Aberav and Quinns have come out and looked these, you know, we've got other ideas and what you put in mm. forward, you know, Will you put this? Can this be put forward as well? But that hasn't, for whatever reason, I don't know. But yeah, the way the WIU have gone about it, I think they scaremongering everyone into just saying yes and getting on with it. Which you know that that doesn't sound like a WIU we know, <laughs> is it? Forcing people into voting their way. 
So, um, yeah, I, I can't imagine it failing. I, I really can't. I think we're in a, a bit here now where something like this should have happened such a long time ago. I, and and we should have been calling for it. Well, some of us were calling for this a really, really long time ago. The, the, the separation of the, pri- of the professional and the um, amateur clubs. And then you've got a semi-professional in the middle that kind of it kind of muggies muddies the water and it kind of makes everything a little bit unsure. But the having you know such a uh, so many important roles, so much important stuff being run by people who are well-intentioned but not qualified, um, and and not knowing if you're going to get voted back in the next year. I think that is, is also something that not a lot of people are talking about where, how can you do your job of running the WRU, making five, 10, 15, 20 year plans, making decisions that are going to affect us for the next 20 odd years. We actually next year, you could just get voted out again. So I think it's massively, massively overdue. Um, as a as a as a, a a piece of legislation if you want to call it that but um i don't think it's going to solve all the problems inside the welsh rugby and inside the wiu i think it's the start of something but it's not going to solve all the problems yeah so- I, I, the the only thing i can see is solving is this uh, inquiry into uh, the misogyny and everything that's happening. That's the only thing that it's really going to help towards just because it's, you know, X, well, it wants X amount of women on the board. And, you know, nothing wrong with having women on the board. But, you know, if if the most qualified person is a man, then why should a woman be picked instead of him? And yes, there should be X. There does need to be you know, a broad selection of everyone, but that that shouldn't come at the expense of quality, if you know what I mean. Mm. I think the issue is, is that we've had quality people on the board and they've been put in a position. Yeah. And, and well, they've been put in a position where they're going, why, why am I even here? What's the point? Because this bunch of old farts just nod up for listening and you know we, we'll do a bit of this in the summer and all of that kind of malarkey but um when there's no rugby to talk about it's going to be a nice big long gap in the summer with no rugby but i think we've got um we've got issues in the, the in the the pathway in the schools in the colleges i think we've got issues in um you know, we, we'll talk about elite league in a minute as well um, but I think that the the biggest issue is culture and attitude, and you know we we do it ourselves. We will sit there and we'll go, well, I think they should do this, and I think they should do this, and then you know, but we don't sit there and do that thinking, or oh, you know, somebody at the WIU is going to be listening to me, and this is, and they're going to implement this straight away, and they're going to make it because I'm right. You know, we're, we're expressing an opinion. That you know, for people to listen to, and people might agree with it, they might disagree with it, they might counter argue it. You know, we it's it's 
we do it for a discussion point, you know, and, and Welsh rugby needs to discuss this stuff more. We need to be able to discuss it. There are some people out there, usually on Twitter, that you just cannot discuss anything with at all. And I'm right, and nobody else can talk. And if anybody puts any rational argument towards them, they just bang, you know, they'll have a go at you and keep having a go at you and make it personal. And we need to move away from that stuff and get to the bit where people can actually have a conversation and, and say, you know, you you can't compare Langham, you know, our favourite small club, Langham, the likes of Langham and St. David's with the likes of Swansea and Clethley and Cardiff, you know, but they have the same influence. They have the same number of votes and they have the same influence on who runs a WRU. So, you know, it's stuff like that, that we need to be able to sit down around the table and have a proper conversation about, you know, community clubs need more money and their money has been ring fenced for the next four years. I think it is. I think that's part of the deal as well. But, yeah, I think it's it's the start of it. If people think this is the end of the process and every, we can go back to just beating England now, don't work like that. It's, it's, this is going to be a, a long, drawn-out process of at least 10 years, at least on, on a short oh, basis, I, 10 years. Yeah, I'd I, I go 20 years. You know, I, I, I think every, you do everything in, in a generation, in a 20-year cycle. You know, it's. I mean, like like we said, this all goes. This you can trace a lot of the problems now back to two thousand and three and regionalisation, and that's bang on that twenty year mark, which yeah. you know works brilliantly for you know for my analogy. Mm. But you know, it's this but, is uh, going to be a long winded approach, and you know, basically everything needs to be torn apart and redone. So, you know, good luck to whoever gets into that position because it's not going to be easy. No, it's not. It's not. But we shall cover that one off, no doubt, in a lot of detail next week because, yeah, whichever way it goes, um, Welsh rugby is about to set itself on a, a on a new path, put it that way. Definitely it's going to set itself on fire and it's either going to burn down <laughs> or propel into the future. Yeah, one or the other. So let's have a chat about the community games then for this weekend because community games have kind of been going on. Um, I kind of did a bit about it last week, but I can't remember who I predicted, what I predicted. I can't remember what games are on or anything. So <laughs> just start afresh again this week. In the championship with um, Narbeth. I'm not going to do scores from last week because, like I said, I can't remember who was playing and I haven't got it written down in front of me. It's the simple one. Have you, have you got it? <laughs> Absolutely lazy. I, I, I wasn't on last week, so I've, I've got no scores to do, obviously. I know. That's it. I thought you, you, you've thrown me out now. I'm kind of like, I, I, I haven't got a clue. I sat there and spoke to myself for a, a good 45 minutes last week and, and did the score predictions, but I don't think there were that many games on last weekend because of the internationals. I knew there was some on Friday. Um, I know there was some early Saturday morning and stuff, but anyway, 
this weekend we've got um Narbeth away to Bevay. So what do, what do you make of that one? Yeah, it's a tough game. You know, I've uh, you know, I've like anyone who's listened to this podcast once I knows that I'm from the Ronda originally, so I've played a bit of rugby down there, and you know, it's it's always a tough place to go. And uh, funnily enough, my uh, cousin's house's uh, back garden actually opens up onto the pitch, so they get they uh, always open up and watch whenever there's a game down there. So I'm expecting them to be part of the crowd or part of the scenery, I should say, on the weekend. <laughs> but no, uh, you know, they, they are a, they're a, a good, well-drilled team. Normally, pretty heavy loaded in the forwards, and you know, I, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say it's going to be a bit uh, a win for the home side on this one. Well, they're quite close to each other in terms of league position. Um, Narbeth are, let me just count this now, one, two, three, four, five, six. Narbeth are in seventh, they in ninth, but there is only two points separating them. And they got a game in hand as well. I just noticed that. Yeah, so they got a game in hand. So, yeah. It is a tight one. It's a close one. Um, I'm going to go with Narbeth winning this one just because it's um, it's that time of the year when things like this happen. What I will say about Narbeth, yeah, so um, on my um, on my other podcast, we're kind of monitoring who's declaring um, their votes for the, um, the vote on Sunday. Narbeth is the only Pembrokeshire side two have declared so far so Narbeth have said that they're going to vote for the amendments on Sunday nobody else that we're about to talk about um, Pembrokeshire wise has declared so we'll just throw that one in there so well done Narbeth um, and that's why I'm backing them this weekend so, yeah, yeah. They, they they want that money they, they want to push for premiership let's do it <laughs> well, they will want to. Do you remember a couple of years ago where there was a thing came out about um, WRU wanted sides to declare whether they were professional, semi professional, or amateur? Um, and a lot of clubs said, a lot of clubs that we know are paying players, that they are paying players. They're at Narbeth's level, they're in the championship. Narbeth are paying players to play. Yeah. Now we. And Narbeth said that, yes, they are um, a semi-pro site, yeah, which has tax implications and structural implications, blah, blah, blah. I think there was only like about four sites that said that they actually pay players. And you're looking at that and you're going like, nah, boys, you're not. You're, <laughs> you know, you're, you're all paying your players. We know you play. You've always paid your players. They paid their players when it was an amateur game. For crying out loud, in, in the early nineties, Narbeth were paying their players then, and I know they were because they offered me money to go and pay for them back then. So, you know, it's... Jesus Christ, who was running them to offer you money <laughs> to play? I, yeah, the worst bit is, as I went to Tembe and um, uh, Narbeth absolutely hammered us and stayed up, and Tembe got relegated. <laughs> so, but Smart they paid decision more. there. And then Tembi went bust. Surprising. So, yeah. Um, anyway, so that's that's Narbeth uh, for a win this weekend for me. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> Division One West. <laughs> <laughs> Who've you got in Division One, mate? 
Okay, uh, first game up, we got Aberystwyth travelling to Gowerton, hoping to get a bit of revenge after, you know, Gowerton beat them 15-10 up in Aber early in the season. Um, I, I, I'm hoping for an Aberystwyth win on this one, but, you know, I, I think Gowerton might just be a little bit too strong. Mm. It's going to be a tough game, definitely a tough game, but, yeah, I'm going to go with an Aberystwyth win on that one. I'm going to go with just again, why not? You know, we're getting to that stage of the season. Um, yeah, I think Aberystwyth are going to nick that one by a couple of points. Yeah, next up, we've got an all Pembrokeshire clash. <laughs> Pembroke at home to Cremech, and now you know this. This is this is going to be one of the tightest games of the season. I can just see it now. You know, I think Cremech led you by at least sixty points. What, what about you? Yeah, it's top versus bottom, isn't it? It's. Uh... Yeah, I kind of feel sorry. For, I don't. I don't feel sorry for Pembroke because they were told about this years and years and years ago, and they just didn't listen. And um, yeah, I think you know Krumach have have done really well to get to where they've they've got to. Um, they worked hard to get to there, so I can't see them taking the foot off the gas. I can't see them taking it easy. Um, you know they need. Where are they? They, they? they can't be far away from actually securing the title. Do you know what I mean? They must be. Yeah. Nah, they're still not favourites for the title. Sadly, you know that's that's still resonating with Langanek. You know, uh, they do well, still have to pay for it. Yeah. Why would you put Langanek as as favourites for that title? They're five points the... behind. They got two games in hand, but they're five points behind. Just the way they've been playing and some of the stuff I've seen, it's just I'm st- I I just got a feeling that Langenek are going to take it. Yeah, right. Let's let's have a look at fixtures then. So Langenek have got Pen Cloud at home this weekend. Yeah. Then they've got. Yeah, Krumach away on 1st of April. So that's that's the big game, isn't it? Krumach away. And yeah. then they've got Aberystwyth at home. So Aberystwyth have got a big say in the in this title. Um, and then sign on away. And then there's a couple of rearranged fixtures. Oh, no, hang on, hang on. And then we go, bloody hell, they've got quite a few games left, haven't they? Then they're at home. Yeah, they've got eight. Boyle. And then Gowerton again, and then some more rearranged fixtures. Bloody hell, we're into May, end of May. Yeah, it all gets a little bit messy. Klangenich are playing Krummer twice between now and the end of the season. Yeah. Mm. That's what I mean, and Krummer have also got Newcastle Emlyn to deal with as well. Yeah. And, you know, last week, uh, Klangenich were home to Newcastle Emlyn and they've done a number on them as well. So, you know, it's it's really, really tight. It's going to go all the way to the wire. And, you know, I, I would love it for Krimich to finish top and get that trophy, but, you know, they're getting promoted regardless. You know, I've got no doubt about that in my mind. Yeah. It's just whether or not they do it as first or second. Oh, I've, I've just had a little look down the fixtures. So, 3rd of May... Krimich at home to Newcastle Emlyn, 
6th yeah. of May, three days later, Crimmich away to Slangenich. Oof. See, it's, that's, it's uh, not easy. No. That's a... Uh, uh, anyway, back to this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I think it's good. Yeah, you know, I think we're, we're going to end up with some... Uh, a real strong end to the season at the top end, definitely. And Pembroke... Yeah. It it, it makes it worth getting invested in when you've got that sort of contest at the end. You know, I I know the rest of the table doesn't really feel like much because there's no relegation and nothing like that to be fighting for. But these top three positions, they really can go anywhere. And Mm. it's it's a sport. It's it's why you love it, having, having these battles. Yeah. So talking the top three then, Newcastle Emlyn are away in Whitland this weekend. Again, yeah. second from top and second from bottom. Yeah, you can only really see this going one way. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've been asking all season we're at Whitland and I, I think it's safe to say they, they're not here this season. No. Hopefully they can do a bit of rebuilding from now on over the summer and, you know, Come back with a with a bit of bite about them next season, but uh, as it stands, you know, it's, this is going to be a walkover, or mm. or at least a very easy, a comfortable win for Newcastle Emlyn. Yeah, absolutely, I'd agree with you on that one, mate. Okay, let's have a look at Division Two then. So we got Fishguard at home to Pontedillace. Yeah, tough game that should be. I mean, I, I'd like to say that you know Fishguard can win this one, but you know. Pont Adelaide, you know, they're undefeated, you know, and mm. it, it just is what it is. I, I think they're going to run them close. I do think Fishguard are going to put up a one hell of a fight, but I, I, I can't see anything but uh, a Pont Adelaide win for this. Yeah, I think Fishguard are hoping for a strong win to come in off the uh, off the sea and, uh, uh, yeah, blow down the marsh. Um, yeah, Pont Adelaide. Realistically, um, it's, it's a point of delight win every day of the week on that one. But you never know. You never know. Fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. But it's a, a point of win for me. Milford at home <laughs> to Tickroyce. Yeah, this is a classic 10th versus 11th match. <laughs> and, it, you know, it, it, it's a hard one to decide. Um, I'm, I'm going to back Milford, you know, just having home advantage. But you know this. This again. This is going to be a, a really good match just to just to watch, just to be there for, because they are very similar level teams. Yeah, and you need a bit of a, a nail biter at this point of the season, don't you? So that might well be it. So yeah, I'm going to back Milford as well on that one. Actually, I think they'll they'll take that one at home. So yeah, tidy. And then we've got Temby away to Mumbles. Yeah, this is this is a big one, you know. Um, obviously, spoke with Alid a couple of weeks ago, you know, and Tembi have said, you know, okay, they might not be favourites or in the best of positions to go for promotion, but they want one of them top three spots. They want to go up, and you know, Mumbles are in second, you know, and this is a real opportunity to push themselves into those. Promotion places you mumbles in second on forty six points, ten being fourth on forty four. You know th- this could be a game that you know launches them and knocks mumbles out. 
So I, I'm back in 10B to do the double over um, and, and really carry on and really get promotion. I think the, the, the interesting team in that league is Kidwelly, who are yeah. one below 10B, but have got four games in hand. Yeah, but, they, you know. they are a real unknown prospect. I mean, they they finished second last season, and it, it was literally because last season they finished Buddy Port top, Kidwelly second, and it was Kidwelly, Buddy Port on the final day to decide the winners. So, you know, those two teams have really underperformed as such this year. Mm. You know, Kidwelly, they still have an opportunity there. But at the same time, I think a lot of teams would rather have the points on the board because yeah. this really isn't an easy league. You know, it, it, you can have your four games in hand, but, you know, when you've got four teams above you already, you know, those four games in hand could come up against all of them. Yeah, and like we saw with um, Krimmer, you know, when you get to that bit of the season where you have to start playing two games a week, um, I'm just looking to see when... They're doing that, so September so playing a couple of midweek games. Um, yeah, Kidwelly aren't playing a massive amount of extra games, so they're going to have to start fitting these games in, you know, because they're not playing. At some point, they're going to have to play midweek games, and they're going to have to play, you know, two games in three days and three games in nine days and stuff like that. Um, so. Yeah, like you say, that might be enough to to take it out of them. You don't know, do you? But we shall see. Another one to keep a careful eye on, on that one. So, um, yeah, next is... <laughs> so I'm flicking around the night. Where, where are we yeah, off to next? Three. Division 3, are we? Go on, all Division yours. 3, Division 3, West Day. We start off in Aberaeron with a home fixture against Llanabada. And, you know, I... 42-13 to Aberaeron, you know, in the earlier fixture. I'm expecting very much the same year. Yeah, I can't see that going, and especially in Aberaeron's pitch. It's uh, this time of year, a little bit of wind, it dries out really quickly, and then it buckets down in the first half, and it's like a quagmire in the, in, in the uh, second half. And then by the time you finish the game, the wind has dried it out again and it's rock solid. It's just the most bizarre pitch to play on. But it's um they're obviously doing all right. So yeah, I'll go for a, an Aberrayer on home win as well. Um it just yeah, it'll be a home win. <laughs> so it'll it'll just be the wind will make sure it's a home win on that one. Uh Cardigan and Arford West. Yeah, it's hard to see past Harford West in this one. But you know, another you know, close-ish sort of derby in terms of the West of Wales. So uh, another interesting watch, but you know, it's more or less a foregone conclusion. Yeah, Halford West have found their form, haven't they? So um, and Cardigan have just been dodgy for a couple of seasons now, well, longer than a couple of seasons. So yeah, Halford West win for me uh, as well. Larn and Langham. You know what? I, I don't care that, you know, the result early in the season <laughs> was 70 points to nil at home for Langham. You know, Alain, you know, for, for all their goodness at the top end of the table, you know, you, you're going you're gonna to suffer 
at the hands of the black and yellows, or is it black and gold? Um, I think St. David's is black and gold, and Langham officially is yellow with black stripes. I think that's officially how they, for a long time, St. David's were black with yellow stripes, so Langham said they were yellow with black stripes. So, um, yeah, one of those. One of them. Yeah. Yeah, I can see Lance stuffing and proper job. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Langham. Langham are going to win 71 nil just to get the aggregate right. I think all of Langham's focus is on the youth team for this weekend. Um, So, which we'll talk about in a moment. But um, yeah, I can see Lance dishing out a proper spanking on, uh, on Saturday with that one. So next we've got Quinns at home to Nayland. Yeah, uh, similar sort of story. You know, I, I, I you got to back Nayland for this. Bring your knuckle dusters for this one. There's not going to be a lot of rugby, uh, rugby played on this one, boys. It's uh, it's very much. Let's see if we've got 15 players left on the pitch at the end. Of the, I'd be very surprised if there's 15 players aside left on the pitch at the end of this one. Um, it's uh, it's a short walk in between your clubs, and uh, yeah, you could probably actually throw a decent javelin from one club to the other on Sundays. So, um, I'm uh, yeah, I'm gonna go Quins. I'm gonna go Quins on that one. Really? Yeah. Someone wants yeah. a free pint. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be joking. You should see the shit they serve down there. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Jesus. No, it's um, it's gonna, it's it, it's always a tight game. Um, I just think the Quins are due one now. I think they they're due one. So, yeah. So that's pretty much Division Three sorted now, isn't it? That's we've done everything there. So it's just youth games yeah. now. Well, no, we've, we we th- there's a couple of games we can touch on. You know, it's uh it's basically an official cup weekend, and you know there's there's uh, a a couple of teams from Division Three involved. I, I know they're not strictly Pembrokeshire, but you know it's nice to yeah. say the teams in no division are doing well. You know, I think it's the semi-finals now in the Division Three Cup, and we got St Clair's against Vardra and Lampeter against Abertillery. So you know. St. Clair's and Lampard are basically you know, hogging the spotlight in Division 3, for, for lack of a better word to say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can imagine them sharing the final together, which, you know, is, is, is brilliant if you, in terms of the league, you know, mm-hmm. to have two teams in the final from, you know, just the same leagues. I know I know they split over four or five. You know, that that's quite an accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if we go into Division 2, the Division 2 cap, uh, a team we just spoke about, Kidwelly, they're still very much involved, and they're they uh, play in Aberdeer. So you know, the some of the the cup winners could come out of our out out of our division. So you know, it just set a testament to how strong these leagues really are. Yeah, yeah, and it's it'll be interesting to see how far they all get come. Uh come next week. It would be nice, like you say, it'd be nice to have uh, a couple of representatives at the uh, at the Millennium Stadium. It is being played again at the Millennium Stadium, isn't it? We do finals day. Yeah. That's not, that's not changed, has it? 
No, no, as far as I know, it's, it's still the, the the road or the pathway to the Principality or whatever they're calling it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it would be nice to have a couple of um, couple of representatives there. So, yeah, fingers crossed. So who else have we got next then, mate? What's next? Next, we'll, we'll go into the Youth Cup. Well, the Youth Cup section, I'll call it. Because mm-hmm. we're into the semi-finals of the Youth Bowl. And there's a massive, massive match happening in Kevin Nathan, and that is Langham against Brinkhoch. And oh my God, I mean, you know, we we've already said multiple times, you know, Langham is our, our favorite club, and it should be everyone's favorite little club. But you know, just how far they've managed to come. I mean, we are literally talking a club made up of two streets. No, this 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 is unreal for them. Mm. Well, I don't really know much about Brinkhoch, and I doubt Langham do. Um, but you know what? What I know of Langham is the boys are willing to fight for each other. You know, they're willing to put the hard work in, um, and they're willing to fight for each other. So, um, yeah, best of luck to Yian and the boys on Sunday. It's Sunday. Oh God, what day is it? No, Saturday. It's Saturday. So you've yeah, seen that. On Saturday. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So best of luck to. Yeah, they played their last game on a Sunday for some reason. Oh, that was the one up in North Wales. That's why. Um. So yeah, I I I really hope that they make it, just to have that, you know, get into the final, uh, that experience of playing in a final. Um, I can't see many of those players staying with Langham. Oi, oi, less, but, less, you know, less. Not, that's the less, reality. Let's is... believe. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> let, let's. Everyone who's involved with Langham, let's let's gather around. Let's get these boys contracted on a pound a week <laughs> and say you've got to stay with us for the next five years just to mm. really punch us through. And by that point. You know, we'll have another youth team coming through and we can do exactly the same as them. Yeah. I think getting to a final will kind of... It, it does give you that connection to the club and it does make you want to stay. Um, so I hope it happens and I hope quite a few players do stay with Langham after this uh, after this cup run. And it would be nice. Whichever way round, it's going to be a hell of an end-of-season party. You know, even if they even if they don't win in the semi final, and I hope they do, but it's going to be a hell of a end of season party at Langham. You know what? Year. What I reckon we should do at this EGM on Sunday. I reckon we should make a new rule: is if if you whatever whatever club you play your last year of youth rugby, they can decide where you play your senior rugby for the first three years. Like they've got first refusal on you. Oh. That that'd be a nice one. <laughs> Let's let's not start arguments now. <laughs> You've developed we've developed the players. You could at least do us the favour of staying here for a couple of seasons. Yeah, it's uh, that's just oh, asking for ask asking for a, a whole load of Twitter abuse. That is, let's <laughs> skip. I'm not saying on Twitter. So um, we've also got um, an under 15s game, haven't we? Um, oh yes, a big Friday, one, a, the real big one. Um, it's been played in uh, Mysore Gwendrith, so mm-hmm. you know, uh, cross arms area. So anyone who knows it and can get down for seven o'clock on Friday night, 
please get there because these boys need all the support that they can get. Is you know a, a massive bowl, a bowl semi final against Cardiff A. So you know Cardiff, a- anyone who's played or been involved in you know Dewa under 15s county rugby, well now Cardiff have got talent brimming at the seams and even their A side on the best of days can do a job over almost any team. So mm. you know these boys need to support. They're on a plastic pitch, so you know it's it's made even harder again. You you can't just uh, tuck it up a jumper and go for it. But you know this this is going to be a massive experience for these boys. They've got a really really strong side, and I hope they're able to push on and do one more and get to this final. Yeah, is um, it's been a while since Pembrokeshire were last in a cup final. When were we last in a cup final? When let me oh now that would have been early nineties, I think. Well we were definitely in the cup final in the early nineties. Didn't we win? I think we did. Oh, I'll have to tell you a story about that one uh, uh one day, the last time Pembroke it was the first time Pembrokeshire had won a piece of silverware. Um and I think it was the equivalent of what's now the plate. Um because it wasn't it, now, it's all called Dewar, and it and back then we had the Dewar Cup, now we had the Dewar Shield, and then something like the Morgan Griffiths Cup or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, it's still known as the Morgan Griffiths Plate and our uh, Lewis Miller Bowl, I think. Yeah, well, it was the 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 plate that we won way back when, back in the days when we used to have really, really, we used to play in a kit that was like two sizes too small. It was an all white kit, um, but it was like way too small. And you'd put it on and you'd have to, you know, like pull it down and try and get it so it went all the way to to your shorts. It was a horrendous kit. And we played all the way so, to the final in that you, kit. You're just trying to say by you that you had a bit of a belly when you were a kid. It wasn't even that. I pro- I was probably the fittest and the skinniest I was way back then. I was muscular back then. And this shirt, everybody... Whoa, 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 whoa. A skinny six-pack <laughs> does not count as muscle. But we'd have props who were like old-school props, like proper, proper-shaped props. And they'd be just sitting there with, with like, like a sports bra on. When they were trying to put these tops on, it was absolutely insane. I will find some old photos of um, our presentation night and all of that kind of stuff, Um, because it was a long time ago. It would have been 92, something like that, 92. Um, So we're we're well overdue a reunion on that. But, um, yeah, hoping that the boys kind of stick it to them and and play their game on uh, on Friday because they absolutely deserve it, mate. They absolutely deserve it. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. Have we got anything else to discuss? I think that's it, mate. I think we've done pretty good this week. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, We're back to normal next week. We'll have a, we'll have a proper Scarlet's game to discuss. And, uh, and who knows what's going to come out of this Sunday, mate. Who knows where we are with this Sunday? But... Well, I think the WIU already know just because you know if they don't get enough votes, it's probably gonna be fixed. Um, you probably shouldn't say that, but it's probably the way it's gonna be. Um, <laughs> so the less or not, the better. Yeah, I, 
I, I just hope it all gets, like I said, whichever way round we go, this is the start of something. Rugby changes from from Sunday afternoon. It's it's as simple as that. Rugby in Wales, one way or another, um, it, it either goes up or it goes down. Um, but it happens on Sunday. So yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. It's an upwards one. Right. On that cheery note, <laughs> <laughs> I shall bid you farewell, my friend, and uh, enjoy your rugby this weekend. Are you, are you going to the game? Are you there for the game? Yes, hundred percent. I'll be there. It's the last home game. Hopefully, you know, there's a couple more home games to come as well yep. in Europe. Yeah, yeah. I won't be there this weekend. I have pre-booked. Yeah, I know. I've pre-booked myself some activities, so. Um, but I will be. I'll be. Hopefully, I should be done in time what to watch. What better activity than watching the Scarlets play live? Come on! <laughs> I can't even tell you, mate. <laughs> You'd never talk oh, to me ever again. <laughs> anyway, enjoy the rugby this weekend, mate, and uh, I shall catch up with you next week. We'll do it all over again. Right. You too, mate. Enjoy your activity, <laughs> and uh, I'll see you then. Right. it. Cheers, Matt. Salami. You have been listening to the Westerer is Besterer podcast from the Scarlet Supporters PEMS team. You can follow us on Twitter on Scarlet PEMS, find us on Facebook with Scarlet Supporters Pembrokeshire, or email us on scarletspems at gmail.com. And remember, West is best, but Westerer is Besterer. Cheers. Podcast Network.